0: Die? I don't know. You're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh oh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpet. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Everybody welcome to dumb gay politics. I'm Julie and I'm Brandy uh, 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 And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality
1: TV Do we sound the same because it's our first <laughs> DGP official podcast recording in our new brand spanking new I like to think of it as a podcast studio mm. slash drug den slash mm-hmm. Y- your office. Well, it's not really your office anymore because there's not going to be a desk in here. But that's true. <laughs> but we're in your new place. That's yes. your new home. Yeah. And it's very metaphorical that this is our first week um, in our new studio mm-hmm. because number one, it's um, our two year anniversary of our Patreon, starting our Patreon wow. this week. Okay. And it is our first week at our new podcast company. Uh, everything. oh. Everything's changing, darling. I mean, yes, we are now with Starburns. Starburns Audio. You mm-hmm. wanted to say it was very prestigious. Yes. To which I would say prestigious. Ah, because <laughs> when something is prestigious, yeah, it's really prestigious. It is. Well, I think the more prestigious it is, yes. the more you would say prestigious. Because oh, that's what oh. pretentious say. Oh,
0: well. It's it's prestigious. It's It's very prestigious. prestigious, I mean, we're with our new podcast company and it's really (laughs) prestigious. I mean, you know, like we're just among the ranks.
1: They do have a lot of awesome podcasts. And we're super. I mean, we're excited. We're cautiously excited excited because does anything good happen? (laughs) Um, Well, I got my boxes back. So that's got to be a sign of something good. We talked on the Patreon podcast about Julie's, all of Julie's underwear, bras, <laughs> socks, and shorts. And, you know, a hot Les needs her shorts in the summer. And yep. every person needs their underwear. Every person. <laughs> and all of her underwear were gone. And I really like to imagine her team of movers wearing them on their, her, their head. I th- actually... Yeah. You think, oh, they're wearing women's bikini underwear on their head like they're starring in Weird Science. But no, they're boxers, so they're wearing them as their underwear. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say they can
0: just wear them. Yeah,
1: they can use them. They don't have a hole in them, though. No. So, you know. I don't know. So, I was going to say, I don't think, I'm not sure if boxers do that anymore. That might be very 80s. I actually don't know because you do have some men's. I do.
0: I should go look and see. Yeah, and
1: I don't. No, I don't think they do. I don't know. Oh, I figured that they would because what are they going to do? Pull down their underwear? Yeah, I think they do. I don't think anybody's looking for that hole Hmm. and dragging it out of the zipper. But I don't know. Reach out, guys. Reach out. (laughs) Let us know. Um, So we're excited, and we were cautiously excited. We, I don't want to say producers, though they they are You know, they're a production company. Yeah, and they don't just do podcasts, but they have a lot of really, really good, funny, hilarious, informative podcasts. Mm -hmm. Much more successful than this one. And um, we produce it ourselves. Yes, that's correct. The last company that really, really produced the podcast was probably Embassy Row, which is our first company. They edited it. Right. They got it going for us. Right. Um, We owe it all to Embassy Row. That's true. And we had to say, bye, girl. Bye, girl. (laughs) Good night, sweet wig. Good night, night, sweet wig. Good night. Then we went independent Mm -hmm. for... Six months, I okay. think, mm-hmm. and then we got we got scouted. Yes, <laughs> we got um recruited like we're big brother, right? For our fancy um Instagram modeling, we got recruited by Studio 71, right? Who and we've been with for the past year, basically, yeah, basically a year, and that was great. And they're great, awesome. Uh, but when uh, when uh, when you made your personal move, we needed to make our business move. That's we're making right. moves, we're making moves, making moves, gotta make moves, you know what I mean? Now we gotta. The nut
0: gets bigger, you know So yep. you gotta figure out what you're gonna do
1: You gotta make that paper boo-boo mm-hmm. And that is what we're doing So we're super <laughs> excited about Starburns Yeah, super excited And um, But nothing will change Because on <laughs> your guys' end Or ours, because we're already doing everything You know Right. Um, but we'll just hopefully get invited To fancier parties God, I hope so <laughs> I really do Yeah. Ugh. So, meow meow, we're yes. in our new Um, drug den yeah. For the gurs and burrs out there, the answer is yes. We have christened it. <laughs> we have christened it. It has been christened. <laughs> there hasn't even been. How long have you been here, Mammy? You moved in Wednesday? Uh huh. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. It yep. is now yep. less than a week. It's already been christened. You can hear by the wonderful tone of our voices. <laughs> um, We're rocking a severe two day hangover. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> I mean and the place is a lot smaller than the other place so i can assure you that the whole place has been
1: christened oh yeah oh yes Sarah. um but the place i mean your old place if we're being real was a drug den the, the the house the place that is true so is this one but you know this room it's the drug den and and the the, the tradition will continue yeah it's a lot denery in here right yeah oh, because it's mean? smaller but you yeah. know what i hate when you say it's smaller cuz they're getting the wrong impression um it's oh. just more intimate yeah, of a yeah, space, yeah, yeah. And we're we're loving it, love it. Goodbye construction. Goodbye construction. Goodbye, Angela. Dirt. Goodbye Angela. neighbors. Goodbye bug neighbors. nutting. Bug nuttering on. So far, the
0: neighbor situation here has been
1: very chill. Very chill. There's a band of guys yes. with beards that yes. drink beer across Julie's alley. They stood out there and had their beer, but they weren't. They didn't bug on us. No, they're not bugging us. Because we had to go outside to take the Puppas to TT. Yep, they
0: don't bug on. But we did say,
1: hey, what's up? And then we came on in and said, let's Google like bamboo tall, eight (laughs) foot tall bamboo fencing. Um, But even with a fire ant infestation Mm -hmm. going very rogue. Yes. um, And us having to pull a full Monsanto on that ass. Mm -hmm. Like getting that. You know, got to get getting that pesticide red right off had to it's still better than the old place. <laughs> it is. It's just a sigh and a breath of free private air yes, space. It
0: really is. Drove right up to the door, walked right in
1: heaven, home living Home Goodbye, living. apartments. Yep. It's like the first time you go with no roommate and you're just like, the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care if I got to live in, you know, a something the size of a bathroom. Never again with the roommate. Nope. Never. Never. Again. never.
0: <laughs> and I know people live in apartments like this with roommates and be like, I would die. Mm-mm. I would die. Mm-mm. I couldn't even imagine it in the other place. I, I don't know how people I can't. I can't. I'd rather live in my car.
1: So um you're feeling happy give the give everyone feel, a, a, an emotional update on your state. My emotional
0: state right now is very happy. My therapist even thinks I'm I'm better. Oh. But you're
1: not cured. <laughs>
2: no,
0: they no. They'll never say that. Oh my god. They got to keep Are those Are you kidding? No, no, no. Dollars coming in. Not a cure. Uh I yeah, I I feel Ugh, oh, I feel so much more relaxed. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm like even laying in the everything about it feels different even even if it's the same furniture I feel like I'm in new
1: shit and there's boxes everywhere everywhere and the, our pictures like we don't have like our drug den bulletin board up no, yet not yet but um we did get a postcard yes for it so that will motivate us from Lauren. So we're not going to say her last name, but we want to read you guys. She's a she's a sweet little gay baby. I love her picture. So read her message, ma'am, ma'am,
0: OK. Hey, Julie and Brandy. I've been meaning to send since October, but honestly have just put the effort in. Now I've been listening to the podcast for two years and recently just up my pledge to $2. Oh, thank you. Because I couldn't take not being able to listen to what I feel like are my two friends hanging out without me. Besides being the podcast that got me through the, my graveyard shift, my commute to work, and what I used to, uh, and what I used to ignore my coworkers, you guys have truly inspired me. In October, uh, at twenty six. Finally came out to my family. It's been a long time to finally do it. I grew up pretty religious. I lived at a church for five years and had to see my whole congregation give a standing ovation when Prop 8 passed. Ugh, Ugh, Lauren. It's been a while since any of us have been a part of that, and my family has really changed. My parents even made me and my sister pride shirts this year. From the girl who used to watch in your box office in the dark with the volume all the way down so my parents wouldn't suspect I was gay to now being out and comfortable is still a little unbelievable to me. Well, I hope this all makes sense and shows my appreciation for you too, and how much you mean to me. Ugh.
1: Well, I started crying, Lauren. I want you to know when I first read it, <laughs> yeah. I started crying my eyes out when I got to that because it's just like, you know, you think somebody's watching in your box office and they're not out yet. And it's just it's so sweet. It was such a sweet message. Yeah. And if you were confused, you can go to patreon.com slash dumb gay politics, <laughs> where we just changed it, where you can pay $1 and get one episode a yes. week, an hour long episode, or you can pay $2 and get two hour long separate podcasts a week, which Lauren just upped her pledge because that's what we require of right. the real fans. <laughs> so, and friends, Jason Moss, meow, meow, just our, I mean, our erotic third God at this point. Damn. <laughs> so he sent flowers To Julie, which had the French.
0: Yes. Oh, in a tizzy. Yeah. In a tizzy. I called you. It's beautiful, don't I hope that you like these beautiful flowers. <laughs> Happy birthday! I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> we didn't read the card, but we know that must be your birthday. <laughs> Who's sending you flowers? Like, thank you, my our erotic third. Yeah, you're so like the the my flowers. boyfriend sent them.
1: <laughs> oh, we will <were> wondering. <laughs> That's crazy. So Jason sent the these gorgeous like under like a pastel, giving you a summer pastel. Mm-hmm baller fucking hydrangea oh baller for julie's for the housewarming but right. it is to us and jason i want you to know i'm enjoying them in my home <laughs> that i've been living in since 2004 <laughs> and god do they tear they just tie the room together like the fucking rug and the big lebowski they tie the room together i'm like my house looks insane right now because of these flowers now what julie is utilizing mm-hmm the twenty packages of <laughs> Sour Patch Kids that he sent.
0: Now I've gone through, or we, but mostly me, have gone through two of them already. They are, they are now my favorite Sour Patch Kids. They're, they're Sour Patch Heads. Leave it they're to Jason. He's a tastemaker. You know, they, what I mean? he's an influencer. He, well, I'm influenced. <laughs> yeah, you've influenced me, Jason. And they're so goddamn fucking delicious. I, 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 I'm gonna. I'm. I've a, I'm. I'm saying to myself, there's no way you can. Um, deny yourself. You can't even. You don't pretend. You, you don't have you, to. Yeah. You can't. I can't even now pretend with other. It depends. I. I can at least walk around other sour patch kids and you really live your deny life myself with them living over there. Right. until unless I'm hungover or something happens, but well, these, we, I can't.
1: We took a power hangover two-hour nap <laughs> and needed to immediately like start eating them, getting cavities, and being like, we need to wake up. So, Jason, thank, thank you so much. And speaking of Big Lebowski and the rug tying the room to get together, Sarah Decker, my Lebowski bud and Uncle Brad, <laughs> sent us La Mer masks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has been a baller. Now, Sarah, Johnny, we have not, we have not told Yanni that you sent the mm-hmm. La Mer masks. Right. What we did was we kept the La Mer box for him because mm-hmm. that's his... He needs to clout chase that La Mer. He'll probably put it in his room, put flowers in that because he loves fl- fake flowers and flower arrangements. And he'll he'll turn it into a box of flowers. So we kept the box for him. We went ahead and put some shot glasses that Angie Knox gave us that have Johnny in them. Yep. We added Johnny's probably listening to this now. He knows it's in there. But we added we added to the gift, Sarah, with his mask. But we are going to do Sissy Bestie Mask Night mm-hmm. here where we will do some more christening of the (laughs) drug den and we're going to do these baller masks and we're going to live with the hydration fucking station of these masks. These are expensive masks. Oh my God. And like Julie and I have been K beautying it like nobody's business. People don't know the depth we've gone with K beauty and K beauty love masks. Mm -hmm. So we are going to do these masks. We're going to put them in the fridge. We already have. And Johnny's going to come over and that's what's up. And we want to thank Sarah for that. So thank you. Um, now it's time for I have the shit storm.
3: You take some shit, do put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck, do put it up on the wall where the
2: shit used to be.
0: All right. So This week, the country was taken over by a domestic terrorism shitstorm in the form of white men shooting and killing groups of innocent people in four different mass shootings in one fucking week. The stories are horrific and depressing and hopeless. And all we can really do is put our focus on who the fuck is going to replace Trump in 2020 and put a cork in the leak of common sense (laughs) that seems to be draining out of our collective consciousness. Thanks to... Republican apologizers and Trump
1: supporters. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Preach, bitch. (laughs) Preach. And what better way to focus on who is going to replace Trump in 2020, meow, meow, than by watching the second round of Democratic debates, which we did like Mm -hmm. three fucking complete (laughs) times, okay? We literally watched the debates from last Tuesday and Wednesday three times over the course of this last week, that's 12 hours of CNN anchors not letting anyone finish a fucking sentence. And we damn near lost our minds.
0: And as you eat, as you watch it more and more, it gets worse and worse.
1: It gets more frustrating.
0: Uh, yeah, more, you, yeah, exactly. You
1: don't get more used to
0: nope. it. It would be like if I it literally is like this. OK, Brandy, what did you think of the debates? Thank you. <laughs> now, what did you think of Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Well, OK, what- great. Thank you. Yeah. No, and- no, no. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: thank you. Brandy, thank you. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Oh, constantly. Thank no, you, okay. Senator Harris. Yeah. Thank you. And so the first night was Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, Marianne Williamson, and Pete Buttigieg. There was a, a handful of other irrelevant yes. Now, the second night was Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Andrew Yang, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, Tulsi Gabbard, and Christian Gillibrand, and some other randoms. I found it annoying and Meow Meow had to put up with this nonstop over the 12 (laughs) hours. That the second CNN got their ass handed to them on social media after the first night. So by the second night, they were letting people finish thoughts. Well, of course, I need to hear Bernie Sanders finish a thought, Elizabeth Warren finish a thought, Beta O'Rourke finish a thought, Pete Buttigieg. I want to hear the people from the first night more, in fact, than the people from the second night. Well, maybe not more, but I mean, it's it's all Elizabeth Warren for me and meow meow. I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm absolutely voting for Elizabeth Warren.
1: Yeah. I I mean, mean,
0: that's it in the primary, in the primary.
1: We just are. We love. But there's so many people we love. And so we're glad Kamala Harris and like Andrew Yang. We love. Yes. We love like Joe Biden. Yes. They got to finish their sentences more. Not completely no nope. but way more than the first yeah, night it would
0: be like it like not getting from the difference between being able to say one word to being able to say th- four words exactly at least they're just like trying to tell you their plans they didn't get it out you need to adhere to the rules senator senator you need to adhere to the rules and it was just like you need to adhere to the rules son, lemon yeah be on danabash bash shut oh up my god Mayor Buttigieg. She was the only one who can. She can never say Buttigieg. Buttigieg. <laughs> she make them. I'm saying how way she's saying it. Yeah. And she's like Mayor Buttigieg. How, Buttigieg. Every Buttigieg. Team, every team. Well, okay. So who is your favorite? So the first night, my favorite was Elizabeth Warren. But I do have to say a few things. One, I do. I really did enjoy Bernie. He I is great.
1: enjoyed. You're wrong. He was pretty hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. He was definitely using his kook. his yes. Kook vibe. Yeah. For good, which is being funny. And yes. he was doing it. He was like, well, I was a mayor too. So, and, yeah. he, and I mean, John,
0: I was a mayor too. <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you how I am going to do it. Okay. Yeah. And the, he, his, his, his arm work was on point. Yeah. He was definitely his doing a lot of His hands work. were on point. Yeah. He was,
1: Almost reaching over and touching other people. He'd reach over and point. Was it Pete Buttigieg? Yes. His arm is so long. (laughs) Yes. His arm is so long. He could reach over and almost touch Pete Buttigieg in the face. Now he's six feet tall. Bernie Sanders is he? And he's seventy-seven years old. Bernie Sanders is the oldest of all the candidates, which I find fascinating because I feel like, with no shade, but I do feel like Joe Biden looks older.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Than Bernie. Yeah. Do you? Um, he definitely seems older I did not, they Which both, might be because he looks older
1: And they both seem so much younger than 77 So that, I guess 77 too. is the new 67 I guess because, it is Get ready to have your mind blown here Elizabeth Warren is 70 Is she? That motherfucker looks like she's 59 to me
0: is she 70? She's seventy.
1: How young does she look? Her skin
0: looks good. She looks so good. She does she look. She doesn't good. even look
1: like she's dying her fucking hair that no, color. She, her
0: hair is illustrious. And
1: it's so shiny. It's voluminous. I cannot believe it, you guys. And wow, she's, she looks five, good. she's five she's five Oh she's five eight. She's five eight. Which okay. is, that's my height. Yes. I'm I love a five eight. Now Tulsi Gabbard is also five eight. Okay. Which is weird. It's it's interesting because five is pretty tall.
0: Yeah. 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 Yes, absolutely. Uh, I couldn't stand her.
1: Oh, yeah. She was obnoxious. She's 38 and she's 5'8". We don't like Tulsi Gabbard. We know a lot of you probably do or we saw. She was Googled. She was one of the top Google yeah. people. We uh, we weren't feeling it, so we don't care why or what people thought.
0: She can take <laughs> her canned reading from whatever she was reading from the whole time. She wasn't at all
1: um, like what you know like present or she doesn't like really have the- a gra- she's also she's too for someone who's 38 and we're not really you know we are ageist so we don't give a fuck we're gonna we're heightist at this point i'm gonna include everything um because some other people that are also 5'8 julian castro Ugh, i don't um, like him either and pete Buttigieg. so Whoa. pete Buttigieg is is 5'8 OK, a little man, he's a tiny guy mm. and standing next to Beto O'Rourke, six, four <laughs> and sorry, but yes, it matters. So get into it. He's 46 and he's six, four. Pete Buttigieg is 37 and he's five, eight. Now, I oh, feel the, wait. Beto O'Rourke is
0: 46. Yeah. Oh,
1: the difference between. Tulsi Gabbard and and um, Pete Buttigieg, it's so stark. She's so Green. And, I, and if, you know, he's a mayor, so I don't know, because I don't really know what any of those things do. I always think mayor is, like, not a real thing, but I guess it is. Um, well,
0: imagine... it. I always imagine it like this. Mayor is, like, president of a city, governor is the president of a state, and president is the
1: president of, of the, the country. country. Okay, great. That's perfect. Well, she is so fucking green compared to him. Age ain't nothing but a number in that case, but it's just like, bitch, you just don't got it like Pete Buttigieg. You just don't. I didn't really... Couch it in night one, night two, as far as my favorites, because I just have favorites. As far as the debating went, yeah, as far as the, the TV show entertainment aspect, yes. I really did. I thought Beto O'Rourke really showed up. Yeah. He's just not as dynamic as Bernie and Elizabeth. But right. if if anyone watched, if you get to the end. Listen to his closing remarks. He he talks about Texas. We really gotta take, we gotta take this Texas thing that Anne, um, when she read a motherfucking book in two days. Told us from American Carnage that right. it's it's all about Texas. Once Democrats take Texas, it's a wrap on Republicans. Right. And we really have to, um, we need to take that into account here. Yeah. Whether we go back to Warren, we go back to Liza and Betty, and she goes <laughs> with Beto uh-huh. for her running mate or whatever, because he can take Texas and he got more Democratic votes than anyone ever has. He got, what did he say, 34 electoral college votes. Mm. Like, it's pretty, pretty incredible what that guy did. Yeah. and. And he's very thoughtful, so it's easy, right, when he talks to get on your phone?
0: Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the problem. But imagine, but he's, oh, God, he's so thoughtful. He's thought it out. He's His immigration policy would be per, He's the perfect, he's, for the moment that we're in, he's really quite perfect for, especially for immigration, Um, I think, or we think, anyway. And, and Marianne he, Williamson was entertaining. She was entertaining, and she made a lot of good, Marianne Williamson is kind of like the, uh, like the outside force Who's keeping everyone uh, Giving everyone the reminder Of the heart of things The right. spirit of things The Rather than like you know I know presidents And politicians love having like a spiritual advisor And it's always someone religious It's always from usually oh, a church It's a good idea where it's you're a, going Yes and I think Marianne Williamson should be If it's not her it would be someone like her And not Deepak Chopra Nope nope no, Priyanka,
1: <laughs> your, your <laughs> thirst is not going to no. go into the White House.
0: No, it would be some, and, and I think since she's there, it should be her. She's giving you the spiritual advisement that we need, not from a religious standpoint. She's talking about the psychic dark energy. She's talking about coming with yeah. love. She's talking about, you know, dealing with racism and stuff. She's giving you the thing that the,
1: the heart and we I wanna hear that. I wanna hear someone on yes. the stage be like reparations, yes, motherfucker. Right. I love that. Now she's insane and we aren't <laughs> we are taking her seriously at all, lest anyone think and if you are, sorry if that hurts your feelings. Um we don't she take, can't be president. We don't take her seriously as a candidate. And if no. you are you should do some some deeper research um on her, where she stands and Where she stood in the past I think her messaging is good and I think a spiritual Advisor I think that's great I mean if it's good enough For Oprah by the way it is good enough for the president Okay
0: absolutely well especially the Every president has had nothing But garbage for religious And spiritual advisors including Obama Yeah so in my opinion it's like uh, Keep your church and your religion And all of that stuff do you do Your religion whatever but don't bring it into The White House and she's not coming with religion She's coming with spirituality so, bring it, man. Yeah.
1: Now, Joe Biden, on the second night, um, my favorite was Andrew Yang. Um oh, yes. God. So great. So good. So, such a good public speaker. Succinct. Has that thing that I think Obama first introduced, which is um, speaking like a regular person or something, mm-hmm. like, talking about things that are over people's heads in their own language. Now, as Obama became longer and longer president, he lost the ability to do that because you end up so meta once you're in there. But in the beginning when he was campaigning, I felt like he was able to talk about it's the difference between talking about things and speaking about things. He right. was talking about things. Right. I feel like Andrew Yang does that. And I'm like, oh, I understand.
0: Yeah, and he's also does it very he and he does do it succinctly and he's able to say, Your jobs are being taken from automation you're were and his the way he talks about like financial stuff and the money and the economy it's like you feel like he knows what he's talking about
1: he's one of my top favorites and he was he's bringing the entertainment factor and he has he checks all the boxes all of them you're not getting on your phone when he starts talking you're putting your phone down and you're coming he's on and i'm coming in the room because you know now with joe biden i love joe biden each time he he's i look at him. I love him even more with Mm -hmm. his smile and his dentures or whatever. And and I love Kamala Harris. But we felt like, you know, it was Joe. It's Joe Biden's to lose. And everyone knows that. Yeah. And the level that they come for him makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And even if he deserves it, it's just everyone on a stage coming for this guy who is never smug. He's never arrogant. He's never rude. He never interrupts people. Yeah. And then they come for him and they get really personal.
0: Yes. And it's very uncomfortable. I didn't like it either. And it's like he's got 40 years under his belt and he might not have. He might have, you know, and I know that he with Anita Hill and the Hyde Amendment, I like they're in the criminal shit. And we know all of the shit. We know. But his heart is, has been in the right place. And he and he has he has evolved. He he wants to do the right thing. He he seems like a uh like he really truly is like a even though he enjoys the spotlight and he's clearly like a flirt and a and um a person who likes attention or whatever like so what he's he also really does seem like a real true public servant his whole his sons are in the marines like he's
1: yeah you know and his lost his wife i think with the thing with the voting records and i know he's you know we've all done shit that we shouldn't have done we've all made said things we regret we've all yeah. ma- thought we thought one way and then been like whoops I was wrong about that yeah. that's what happened to all of us and, yeah. I, and we all need to be able to say that yeah. with these voting records I feel like it gets really really dicey because there's always hidden things in these bills right. they're not what they say they are yeah. you vote yes you vote no but you're voting no on something else and Bernie Sanders is the king of this yes he's gonna vote no on something that looks amazing on paper or even this is what AOC and the the um, you know, the squad did. They voted no on giving money to the to the emergency at the border. Right. Because it didn't have the guardrails that they wanted. Right. But on paper, what that says is they voted no. And when you go back to somebody who right. voted no in the seventies and you're like, You voted no on this you're just being very, very general. And by the way, he probably doesn't even fucking remember the guy 76. <laughs> right. He's like, that was fucking goddamn well, hundred years and ago.
0: Cory Booker just made himself not just was, it was not a good look like coming for the, yo, you want to get into records and you, it's like he, the way he came for him and, um, or there was a thing between Cory Booker and Joe Biden. Joe Biden wasn't coming for anyone. No. He was only reacting and only in response to when people were coming for him. And Cory Booker wanted to get on him about this, like, criminal um, reform act. And it put too many people in jail. And it was this whole thing. And Joe Biden's trying to defend, you know, but there was this other. And then Cory Booker just was like so rude to
1: him. It felt rude, it felt personal. And it felt fucking stupid when he said, in my, you know, where I'm from, you're, oh, right. they say, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you're all up in the Kool-Aid, right. but you don't know the flavor. And I'm like, where are you from? The past? Because <laughs> no one's saying that now. And I mean, Cory Booker is funny. He, by the way, is, um, he's 6'2", and he's 50. Oh. So, and he can be funny and charming and... I don't think it's the best use of his talents To come for Joe Biden That's what I would tell him if I was his his advisor And um, I'm going to go ahead and tell him now So somebody can pass (laughs) that on to him Um, He's not going to do himself He needs to come and be charming I just try to picture what Obama who I thought was really charming And admittedly I never saw one of his debates But um, because I would Could not be bothered Um, I wouldn't even have known when it was on Uh Oh I miss my old life (laughs) But uh, maybe he was mean In debates with Hillary Clinton I don't know But um, I try to think of people Who I think are really charming And I think Joe Biden's Really charming I think Cory Booker He's handsome And he's He's smart And he's funny I think if he sticks In If he sticks in that pocket He'll do so much better than trying to be cunty. It's just not a good look for him. Some people can be cunty and win. Like even Kamala Harris can be. Yes. She's winning when she's coming for you. Yeah. She's winning. She knows how to come for you and still be like super hot.
0: Yeah. Right. Yes, And
1: I don't think Cory Booker knows how or not for me.
0: I think that there's something about like they get like um, bratty. Kamala Harris never gets bratty. Mm -mm. And those guys got bratty. With him.
1: Oh, and when she says those guys, she, the other one she means is Julian Castro. Ugh. We're not feeling him. I know a lot of people really liked him. He's a little... He's way too smug. He, yeah. he came for Beto, which I thought was just a cheap and, a, and an obvious move. Yes. It was a clear move. Yeah. And... He's doing he does it a lot and he didn't he, he came for better on the first debates and he was coming for Joe Biden on these and just yeah. anyone and we're just not feeling him. No, um, we don't want to see someone be smug and cocky. No, uh, I didn't no, at, at all. And at least Joe Biden deserves at least the respect of these
0: people that he's not just the elder, Joe Biden of, but he is
1: 76 Julian Castro's right. 44. Joe Biden's six feet tall Julian Castro's five eight It's like this Do you even go here Again I have been fucking I was doing this before You were born bro Don't fucking talk to me like that Like Julian Castro also um, Said to Joe
0: Biden Some people I guess some people have learned The mistakes of the past Oh some people standing here Have learned the mistakes of the past And some people have not And it was just like Fuck off! <laughs> Why don't you fuck off? Yeah. How about some people can on the stage can fuck off and some people can't? <laughs> yeah. Talking to you. How about I that? I mean, it just that I is know. so rude. It's so and rude. Bratty and cunty
1: and disrespectful. And you're and, trying to get a soundbite. You're trying to get a meme. Right. You're trying to get a gif. You're trying to get it all. And it's and what Joe Biden do? He smiled and didn't say anything. Nothing. Do you go here? Like where do you go again? <laughs> Mm, didn't we beat you like in nationals Last year or I mean, whatever he was
0: just like good night Sweet wig without saying a word
1: I want to um, add That Pete Buttigieg Has the same birthday as Me yeah yeah
0: which is So great yeah so you Buttigieg Yeah Dolly Parton
1: yep Edgar Allan <laughs> Poe Janis Joplin po. uh-huh. But we're adding Pete Buttigieg I to it really Remember Dolly Parton yeah um cool. okay So Amy Klobuchar Her height couldn't find it anywhere. Mm. She's short. I did a lot of height comparisons <laughs> with Kamala Harris, who's 5'2". Kamala. She's 5'2"? She's 5'2", 54 years old, Kamala Harris. She
0: seems so much taller. Yeah.
1: Amy Klobuchar, I think, is that same height. And then she's 59. Mm. She looks younger than 59 to me, mm-hmm. Amy Klobuchar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, that rounds out the heights, just in case everyone needs to know the heights and the ages, because I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Though we didn't really say anything of any import in this section. I do need everyone to know. In research, researching the heights and ages, Diane Feinstein is five ten. I cannot believe Diane
0: Feinstein's five ten. Five ten,
1: she fucking rules, dude. Wow. She rules. Wow, God, she's amazing. T- and by uh, the way, Diane Feinstein is our um, one of our senators from California. Right. Um, Kamala Harris is the other one. They're Democrats from California. Just in case you know. Now, if I were to is.
0: give some advice, if I were on the advisory committee for any of these people debating for the next debate, I want to tell them stop using phrases.
1: Yeah, like concepts and getting like getting things done that don't mean anything. System is broken. This is broken. We need to fix it. And it's like, oh good. Thanks. Oh my God. Is it broken? <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> wow, thanks. Oh man. I tuned into this debate so I could hear that the healthcare system in this country now- is broken.
0: <laughs> yeah, now- well, the next set of debates are on ABC the second week of September, and here's who's qualified for that set so far. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Pete Buttigieg, Cory Booker, Bernie Sanders, and Amy Klobuchar. Andrew Yang has all the donations and three of the four polls. He just needs to show on
1: one more poll. So he will. I mean, that's, what is that? That's like, do you think, five weeks from now? Yeah. Five or six weeks from yeah. now. That will fly by and there'll probably still be boxes everywhere. I hope not. <laughs> I hope, I not hope we're farther along. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we learned a lot from watching the debates, Meow Meow, yeah. watching them three times. We did. But there's always more to learn, so now it's time for SKU.
3: Roll. No.
0: to ride our tiny
1: bicicletta to ski. yay if you listened last to last week's episode you know that we have been trying to find someone to educate us on all things bernie sanders though we love bernie as a senator and are huge fans of all the work he's done as a congressman we have been jokingly dismissive of him as a presidential candidate and we have been insensitive to those of our 14 listeners who stand for Bernie?
0: Because of our light Bernie bashing, a few of our 14 listeners have clapped back and we <laughs> thought we'd lost our beloved unpaid intern and friend Jesse aka Aranaero. That was a major bummer and like it or not, losing Iran finally made us feel the burn. <laughs> we felt the burn.
1: yeah, we we got it we, mm-hmm. we get it okay. um, and we did feel the fucking burn. We like freaking Bernie. But we need that deep burn, the kind that hurts so good, the kind you do on purpose when you feel so much that you actually feel nothing. So you have to accidentally touch the pan of pre-made Toll House cookies that you're making drunk at 2 a.m. to the inside of your arm. That's the kind of burn we need.
0: Oh, Christopher Gray, that's right. And the only person that can give us the sexy, dangerous minds education that we need is the one person who we thought forsaked our love. So all you Bernie haters, get out your notebooks and writing utensils because our unpaid intern and friend, Arana Rowe, a.k.a. Jesse, is going to take us all to Bernie
1: Sanders' skier. Hey, Arana Rowe.
2: Hey, guys. <laughs>
1: we're, so ha- we're so happy we still have you in our lives. We love you so much. And you're, you're alive. Because, yeah. of course, when we don't hear from people and we don't know if they're listening, we think, well, maybe they just died in a strange train <laughs> accident. <laughs>
2: no no not dead still here still listening still Patreon. although i hardly ever post anything on the patreon but i go on and read comments and things okay
1: good good yeah um so you've never been shy about telling us when we piss you off about bernie so i just want to know what is it about this guy and what are we particularly missing
2: i was thinking about this uh over the last couple of days and the thing that is different about Bernie people and Bernie supporters is that we look at the Democratic and Republican Party and we think everybody is to blame for the current state of our messed up country. Right. And so one of the things that is a big selling point for me is that Bernie is like an out side independent person who's been taking on corruption and in both parties for 40 years right so one of the things that I wanted to say just to start this off and is that for me I I started really 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 paying attention to politics maybe 15 years ago and at first I was really really Mr. MSNBC. I watched it all day. I would listen to the podcast. I like never missed a Rachel Maddow show no matter what. And during the whole run up to the last election, they really lost me in that I started to say, wait a minute, uh, none of these people are trustworthy. Uh, I think the thing that most Bernie supporters would say to you is, you can't trust politicians, you don't trust any politicians, Democrats, Republicans, anybody, these people aren't your friends. And they're not just reality TV people, they're making like actual decisions that affect people's lives. And they have all kinds of pressures and temptations and people trying to buy them off and people trying to give them campaign contributions, etc, etc, etc. And we have to be really suspicious of everybody. So when I approach it from that lens, Bernie, although he does think that some things I don't like, uh, tick me off. Um, he comes out the best, the most consistent, the most trustworthy over time. And I don't really care how he looks or how he sounds or et cetera. Uh, uh, Frankly, you know, as a gay man, seeing somebody in a, <laughs> in a bad suit with rumpled hair kind of like gives me a little, you know, yeah. uh, uh, OCD. But uh, <laughs> he is like pushing the country and especially pushing Democrats and the whole debate in a direction that I think we need to go.
1: Okay. That's amazing. I mean, I, f- I feel like we could probably end this now. I I definitely feel for me, I hate both parties and I feel like I definitely feel when I'm watching MSNBC, like I'm watching the other side of Fox News, the other side of the same coin. I definitely think I, I agree. I agree with everything for sure. Everything you said for sure. And um, I guess that's what we were missing.
0: But here's a couple questions. Do you feel that he's an outsider or do you feel that he's an insider?
2: I definitely, definitely feel that he is purposefully an outsider. And if I was a politician, which I'm not, I work in the business world, I don't have to deal with the same pressures as him. But to me, that is a selling feature, okay? All these people who are screaming like, Bernie's not a Democrat, to me, that's like, perfect wonderful because to me the dnc is a swamp it is the swamp okay it's a bunch of people begging for donations from all kind of corporations and rich people all the time and they have to promise things to get those donations and i don't like it it really really makes me angry like every day to see it so when people are like oh uh, uh bernie is is an outsider and he doesn't even join our club and i'm like yeah your club's messed up okay your club is terrible your club <laughs> sells you out
0: <laughs> why do you think then he doesn't run as an independent why is he running as a democrat why use the club if you're not in the club and the money and the money. you're using
1: because, the money if you run as a democrat
2: because our system right now and and this could go on for 50 minutes. It could go for twice the time, right? Our system currently is set up to exclude third parties, to exclude people. And so other parliamentary systems in other countries, you can have 10, 15, 30 parties on the ballot. Our system's set up to really, really favor the two parties. Okay, so what that means is if he runs as an independent, he breaks off a huge chunk of people the the left-wing vote. And then we've seen this play out before when Ross Perot split the conservative vote, right, and handed the election to Bill Clinton. So I wish to God we could have multiple parties in this country. I really wish we could, because then the Democrats would have to actually compete for progressive voters. They'd have to be like, oh, well, gosh half of you are gonna go vote for a green party because the earth is burning up and the the air is polluted and the water is polluted oh maybe we should start regulating those things and start changing our position yeah i wish we do that but our system is not set up that way so until we can figure out a better way to do things you got to work in this system
1: well i just want to say to that just to like push back a little on the money it's like that's also part of the system like with nancy pelosi and begging for corporate donations and republicans do that too that's also the way the system is done so even though people know it's disgusting and they know they're having to promise and bernie has taken in the past in 2016 he did take um money from microsoft money from home depot money from kaiser money from Apple. apple you know that's part of it we get that we do get that but i get that too with the corporate donations that Money makes the world go round if you, you know, and that's that's part of the system, too. So while I do totally understand and we love an underdog and we love an outsider and everything you're saying makes perfect sense. I also hope that you are are able to see that while the same time you can't write off someone like Nancy Pelosi or what people call a corporate Democrat, because she's also working within a system and doing what she can within the confines that she's been given to like there's a lot of other people not I'm not saying other candidates because of course you can love the candidate you love but like a lot of people talk shit about Nancy Pelosi and I feel like there's certainly things to talk shit about her for but I think being a huge fundraiser um, I think it you know it's part of the game
2: well yes except you're leaving out one small part which is nobody believed a presidential candidate could run a campaign on small dollar donations before Bernie did that in 2016. That was a revolution. That was, everybody said that could not be done. You must have these massive super PACs. You must have these huge contributions. You can't compete. And that whole wave that's been started of people saying, I'm going to run on small dollar donations, that traces back to Bernie showing that could be done. So yes, there have been instances that you're citing. I'm not going to dispute because I didn't do that particular research today, okay? <laughs> but I, uh, in general, what yeah. I see as I consume I didn't know my that. three I hours- didn't,
1: of- I didn't know he started that. So that's cool to Yes, know.
2: right. So so one of the things that we need to have is a system that functions on small individual groups of people getting together caring about issues getting involved in the system working for candidates etc etc that needs to happen and i know it's a long road to get there but what we're not gonna get there how we're not gonna get there is continuing to not to to play this ball game and not constantly call it out call it out like this system is broken right and that's one of the things I I don't I'm not in love with Bernie Sanders, right? But the <laughs> consistency, the consistency to me, I'm like, yeah, it's just like to me, it's like Sarah Sanders, right? You cannot get her off her point, right? She, yeah. She will always come. You could be talking about how great fried eggs are for breakfast, and she'll come back to we need money for the wall and the wall needs to be built, <laughs> right? Right. So Bernie is kind of that way, except on issues I care about. Right. Which is getting money out of politics, having a sane health care system that doesn't bankrupt people, uh, regulating Wall Street so they don't crash our economy. Like, I don't know about you guys. For me, the recession, I lost my job. I had to move. I had to. I had to personally, because I didn't have a job for a long, long time, I had to go and get food stamps. Like, to me, those are like really, really personal issues. And yeah, I've rebuilt my life. But when I look around the economy, if we're not fighting for these changes, it's going to happen again. and, And it's terrible for regular people. Well,
1: I can say um, we didn't lose our jobs because we've never had jobs. Uh, We're always we're always unemployed. Yeah. Okay. well, I appreciate what you said about consistency, because I do know um, with my completely, you know, surface level love for Obama. But I do put a lot of stock in just, you know, instincts and what you connection and what you feel energy wise when you look and hear someone. But. I definitely know um, he did let me down learning all about Mitch McConnell and what Mitch McConnell was up to for those eight years. It really let me down that he never just said anything. At the end of the day, do what you're going to do, but just say Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, even Nancy Pelosi, every time the camera's on, you say, we can do it, but Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell. And I feel like with the thing with Obama was that, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like, the, he wasn't as consistent as I wish um, that he was. And I'm sure that knowing that, bernie's been consistent and the and the 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 message has never changed must feel good i mean we just don't know because we just weren't listening
3: <laughs> you know
2: you know what's so funny is is what you're saying is also my complaint about bernie sanders so the funny thing is i want democrats to fight okay i wanted i i supported obama so much when he was first running for office because i thought he was going to get in there and fight and take it to them. Right. And the stuff that Mitch McConnell did to Obama, Obama was super personal. OK, that stuff with Merrick Garland and all of that, that was really personal. That was saying that whole thing where he was like, we're our sole purpose, our main priority is to make sure Obama yep. is a one term president. Yeah. All that was really personal. And Obama should have come out swinging, should have fought. And that's the same thing that frustrates me with all these other Democrat leaders, Bernie included. Okay. To to my mind, Bernie's probably the best one. He fights the most, but I want them to take it to the Republicans and be every day hounding them. Cause that's what Republicans do to everybody yep. else. That's what they right? do on the
1: and that's what they do on their news channel. They're constantly yeah. reading people to filth all day long, lying. So, do you like Elizabeth Warren? She seems pretty antagonistic and really message like she really hits that message. I mean, it and seems she's like, consistent.
2: Yeah. Yes. So, I have given Elizabeth Warren money several times, right? <laughs> so, the the thing is, love her message, love all the plans. I super super supported the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Yes, I me too. actually have used the bureau to go after comcast when they tried to screw me and they got me some money back from comcast which is amazing i really really like her the i would be super comfortable voting for either one of them i would like i said i put my money where my mouth is everybody should know like when i like something i support it i send the check right but they main difference i think just between them is Elizabeth Warren, to my mind, has been a little wishy-washy on which healthcare system is the best. And I I know you guys have traveled a lot. I have traveled a lot. I've been to like 25 countries and I love the healthcare systems in the single-payer countries. Nobody worries about going bankrupt. Everybody sees the dentist and the eye doctor and you get your surgery and you don't have to, like have a panic attack if you go to the hospital because they're going to take your house, right? Yeah. Like all of those things are amazing. And Elizabeth Warren has had a little bit of trouble getting there. As much as I love her, I want her to come out and say, listen, we are a modern rich country. We should have a modern healthcare system. Hello, we're behind everybody else. Okay, and she's been that way more lately. To my mind, it just took her a little bit extra time to get there. Uh, well, I
1: am – I mean, how do you feel, Mia Mia? I, <laughs> what were you going to ask? So there's the healthcare, care and there's
0: consistency and there's, you know, sort of like neck and neck are kind of like, let's say, Elizabeth Warren
1: and Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah, right. Well, there's immigration. There, now there's there's some, big banks. Right. There's big tech there's companies. There's also
0: diplomacy. There's international affairs. There's the, the physical – um dealing with leaders and going and being the figurehead for the country do you have a feeling when it comes to bernie like i know you don't care what he looks like and it is kind of fun to see a kook like you know (laughs) raving and ranting and you want that and he's fighting my thing is always like i just always visualize and that's why i make fun of him is that i visualize him with other leaders and i just don't see it that's just me personally because I, I think of myself, I think of myself, uh-huh. I think of, I know that for me, I'm not in the center. I'm not going to like Obama or let's say for me, I think Elizabeth Warren will probably be a little more open. Bernie Sanders to me is what I know. What's what I grew up with. He is an insane Jew. And so there's yelling, there's yes and no, there's why are you wearing that? No, you're wrong. Like there's that. He has that. I dig it. I like it because I like that that's when you fight for something specific. But when you have to deal with everyone in the spectrum of this country, and especially right now, everyone when we're so divided, I don't know that he's capable of seeing all the sides and being empathetic to them.
2: Or
1: diplomatic,
0: Or you dip- said. diplomatic, I'm not sure. That's where I get tripped up, personally. And so I don't know how are you, you feel saying,
2: about that. Are you saying about domestic matters both. or international? Okay, I'm talking so, about b- both. Yeah. Okay, so for me, the way I see it internationally, right now, uh, anything that we got could be better than what we got, right? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. True. Like, like you can put my grandmother at her most, most mentally not there, and she'll do a better job than what we've got right like, now.
1: Meemaw, kill That's that shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. So then, if you're going to say, now, this is just my opinion, but I think right now, the U.S. is way, way, way too involved in too many international things that we should be keeping our nose out of. If you look at how many military actions are ongoing right now in like 30 countries around the world, it's way too much. So in my mind, I'm like, I want Bernie to say, listen, Vladimir Putin, right, get, get (laughs) your troops out of ukraine blah blah blah. i want him to be really blunt with vladimir putin i don't want him to be just diplomatic i don't want all of that but i also want him to say listen i don't got time to be involved in your mess i got a healthcare system at home to fix right so i want the focus to come back here and uh, so many of these issues are so interconnected for example If the U.S. could get the hell off of fossil fuels and start producing clean energy and start exporting clean energy, most of Russia's economy is based on fossil fuels. It will bankrupt them. Okay, So their power in the world goes down if we start pursuing better policies. And all these things are interconnected so much. What we have right now is what people feel traditionally has always been great for international relations, which is a strong man, white guy who wears a suit and goes in and treats it like it's a business. And, that, and that's traditionally what people think should be for diplomacy. And I, I think that we've tried that and mostly what we've done is let our corporations use our military to enforce things that are for their best interest and i just want somebody to make it stop pull it all out of there tell people sorry sorry but i'm here's what you should (laughs) do i'm not going to be nice (laughs) to you in it
1: yeah i would love to even just get off china's tit just like get the yeah. fuck out of here. Take your cheap imitation fake vitamins, your fake <laughs> lotion, your fake chargers, your fake everything. We don't want any of your imports. We don't want any and of it. And you know what? Except Andrew you Yang, know what would be so great? <laughs> yeah.
2: It would be so great if it, if we could even make it so that it's better for them. We could say, "Look, you can't import stuff here until you start paying a living wage or you start having workers rights or you start having women's rights sorry you can import here once you beat these conditions what we're doing right now is just flapping some tariffs on who knows here and there willy-nilly right we it should be with a goal so that china comes out with like I don't know, more human rights, a better government, all the things that we say America stands for, we should be using our money to make happen, right? So anyway, then on to domestic. So I see out in the country, a huge wave of people who are just angry at how the system is right now. And I think those aren't all Democrats. They aren't all progressive. They're just poor people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so poor people, conservative, Democrat, whatever. Those are the people that voted for
1: Donald Trump, the people who thought he was going to go in and be anti-establishment. They did that. because They were mad.
2: And I think Bernie speaks to those people, especially once they actually start listening to him. And it's not through the filter of Fox News. And it's not like, oh, socialist, socialist, socialists. uh, we're yeah. all gonna die in camps, right? So that that once that happens, it is a I think it is about time somebody started talking to those people. And I don't care if somebody's talking about those people if the elites and rich people are then like oh but he doesn't speak to me i don't care you've had the last 40 years of people speaking to you right that's been non-stop for you so fuck you okay at least (laughs) one person finally talks to the poor people and and so that's the difference to me i i i it, to me it's even better that a lot of the rich upper crust people who don't want their taxes to go up the system works for them life is great for them have their mansion they're they're actually buying mansion on a little higher ground in case the uh water comes up and swamps their old mansion because of global warming right life works for those people i'm sick of catering to those people somebody should stop listening to them and actually work for people who a regular everyday american
1: well i want to say before we go just in the interest of like um my dad who definitely needs to horn in and ruin every conversation ever had on the (laughs) earth he he would say probably i mean this is going to sound much dumber but like if we pull out of worrying about international affairs or whatever and we start focusing on um you know domestic issues and that's what we need to do i mean regardless what if, you know, we turn around in eight years and suddenly they've all beefed up all of their armies, all of their military, all of all of their institutions of war. And now they're all allies and we're sitting here with Canada. No offense. And, you know, and it's like and we're like, oh, snap. I mean, what would we oh, do? Oh Brandy,
2: Brandy, <laughs> I got to tell you, you you have no idea how much the US military is in every place right now. Okay, so I know you've heard that statistic where we spend more money on our military than all these other countries combined, but the order of magnitude that we spend on our military compared to anyone else is outrageous, okay? It's outrageous. We have military bases everywhere. We that's what started Al Qaeda is that they put military bases in Saudi Arabia next to the holy cities. Right. So we have military bases everywhere. We have military everywhere. We could cut that in half and we would still have military (laughs) most places. Okay, so Uh, The thing is, so nobody could fuck with us
1: if we cut it in half, still no one could fuck with us. Most
2: Americans have no idea that we're doing that because it's not on the news, okay? Mm It, we're fighting like a, a covert war in Africa right now. We're bombing all kinds of African countries. If I walked down the street tomorrow and I started saying to people, Hey, how many U S troops are in Africa? Most people would be like, none. No one right? would know. Not
1: one <laughs> yeah. single person. I mean, right. Let's start that game show called will yeah. one of these people even know <laughs> how many troops are in Africa? <laughs> no. And then the person has to guess, Okay, we pulled 50 people walking down Hollywood right. Boulevard. How many people knew? And it's like, um, zero, Bob. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I just so, want to say, Iran, we have to um, go. But I want to tell yeah. you, I feel totally informed. I feel the burn. I know.
0: <laughs> I do. I, 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 I feel... I, burn, burn, I, I, I feel it, too. I feel more like I... And even do you feel the, the Iran? Movie, Maybe you feel I the feel Iran. I the Iran is what I feel. <laughs> because I feel... <laughs> cuz even i do feel like after watching bernie recently on one of the something i was like
2: oh Probably yeah the debate really, I know, yeah, really he, he the debate he came really he came really correct on the debate
0: i my feeling my if he was the obviously if he's the candidate i'm voting for bernie and it would be incredible to me and people when you to have a jewish president would be would <laughs> oh, blow God. people yeah. it yeah. would be, it yeah. would be yeah. to me cuz he's it, i just have a lot of like g- not baggage but he's very familiar to me so it's but on the other hand um i want a woman and i want her now and i want (laughs) it to be elizabeth warren but we'll we'll see what happens but if he's the one then he's the one but yeah i do appreciate a lot more of like the consistency the fighting the the not taking no for an answer the you're wrong the and him
3: (laughs) going
1: in and being like we gotta go and like let's go and like yeah. all of that. And I do appreciate that more. Yeah. Um, and I think we're ready to start um, treating him the way he needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. And and also the people who like him. And start um, letting people know. All right. uh, thank, thank you for taking us to Bernie Skew. Um, we love you so much. Tell the 14 listeners where or tell the other 13 besides yourself where they can find you um, on the socials.
2: Uh, i'm at around a row uh, uh you can usually search like julie's uh mr <laughs> Julie goldman and you can find me tweeting things at her that's right. so that's uh, the easy way if you don't know how to spell it just look through julie's ats and yeah. i'll be there
0: okay well i
1: need i need a so there's that for this week yeah so get on it. <laughs> okay
2: <laughs>
1: we love you jesse thank you thank you
2: love you guys okay i love you too Now it's time for So There's That.
1: All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of... Or in spite of the nightmare called our government. She hates doing it because it's fucking impossible and I don't blame her. But after Iran Aro took us to Bernie skew, he did us another solid and sent a bunch of so there's that options. (laughs) So she really has no excuse. So which one of Iran's options (laughs) did you choose? Meow meow.
0: Oh, Iran. Thank God for you for sending these things. Well, I... I sifted through all of the options and I chose this one. Okay. Um, you know, we try and be as environmentally conscious as we can. Now, I do have a problem with recycling, but we try. And
1: I turn off the water while I brush my teeth.
0: I do that too. I, I'm actually terrible. You know what? I'm <laughs> terrible. I sh- I,
1: I- You're only terrible by accident, though. And we don't eat a lot of meat. No meat is the biggest deal with like Greenhouse gases and and we do
0: try and do organic Grass-fed blah 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 I I'm the worst I leave lights on I don't mean to I'm yeah just you're only bad just
1: because you're not That thoughtful you're not um, A dick you don't take Like I used to do in high school and like take a Big box that has like a dozen donuts In it and has half eaten and I throw it out the (laughs) Huge window of somebody's suburban driving Down the freeway No, I mean like what was I Thinking (laughs) I was like a terrible Litterer right which is just funny.
0: I don't, I, I do, I just, I just, you're right. I'm not thoughtful and I just don't mean to, but it's okay. So, and also, we travel, we fly, we've been on cruises, we I drive a car, <laughs> right. I've had a truck. I've had every car I've had has been an enormous gas guzzler. And if I had the money, I would continue to have a huge yeah, truck. Yeah, we'd
1: like huge ones. I love oh, huge trucks. Like the Mercedes, like that oh, huge truck is so God, great. I love it.
0: Well, I have downsized and just trying to change my ways. However, I, when you think about people who, you know, and there's vegans and there's people who live in teepees and there's whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, but they still travel. They still fly. They still, <laughs> you know, they still do things. They I'm still sure Daryl or, Hannah still flies. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Um, you know, you have to drive, you have to do whatever. Well, Iran sent this little story and I thought it was pretty interesting. So this girl from Stockholm, Sweden named Greta Thunberg She's 16 years old, and she's an eco-activist. And I started reading, and I was like, who's this fucking asshole? <laughs> but then I'm reading more and more, and I'm like, what? Well, she, she wants to sail across the Atlantic. And I mean sail. Not, in a, not in a, with an engine. She wants to sail like an old-timey sailor. <laughs> Sail across the Atlantic because she wanted to travel to, like, America and go across.
1: She wants to take her activism to bring it to America. She wants to bring
0: it to America, but she doesn't want to fly because of what it does to the environment. She doesn't want to go on a big, like, cruise ship or even a a regular yacht because of what it does to the ocean. Um, And I guess she doesn't want to, like, take a bunch of trains and buses and whatever because of, again, because of the environmental impact. So she wants to sail, and Which I is just really
1: dangerous actually. Very, now. very
0: mm-hmm. dangerous. We've all seen the movies when people even just do those little sailing trips. There's storm, there's sharks, there's it's super, super dangerous.
1: So Oh, and I'm sure when her stupid sailboat goes down, a big helicopter will roll in and save her fucking ass. Yes, exactly. But we still appreciate Greta.
0: Appreciating <laughs> Greta. She's trying to bring it to her other to her classmates. She's trying to skip school and do protests. Yeah, her and- big
1: thing is that she... She gets it's like these skip school protests that right. She organizes on social media And she's become the face of this huge movement yeah. In Europe but it hasn't caught on here Right So she wanted to bring it here Where we're our constant unquenchable thirst for social media <laughs> yeah. But then it opened up this whole thing Of how she's going to get here Because um, where the conversation begins There are no options for people Who want to try and do these things There's no environmentally neutral options
0: Right that's right. For that's travel. What she said she wants to try and promote environmentally neutral options of travel. So if you, you know, and so the, an intercontinental travel has become, it's flying or it's cruise ships basically. But you know, I, she, so she's going to do this thing with the yacht and sail. And it's <laughs> like, I think she needs to like do a GoFundMe and build a goddamn Viking ship and do that. They traveled all around the world many, many times. Do you like a Christopher Columbus that and kind of Norway's right there. That's all the Vikings, honey. Oh, and they were hearty, hearty. <laughs> yeah. OK, we could get into Viking stuff later, but we won't. So she she's not doing that. She's going to do the yacht. But I'm down the road. I'm predicting she's going to build a Viking ship and she's going to be able to do something like that. Do a GoFundMe. She Her said- parents can probably afford it. <laughs> she said that she wouldn't um, out uh, rule out meeting with President Trump to try and talk to him but then she said she doesn't think that she'll be able should that she doesn't think it's going to happen and that she actually has nothing to say to him because since he doesn't listen to science, what's he going to learn from a teenager, which he since he's already not learning anything from anyone anyway, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so I say, Greta, good luck. <laughs> I hope you don't die. I hope the sailing around the world works for you and we should um, say Americans, you know, try and. Especially right now with the climate and the environment and stuff, I just think it's an awareness
1: thing. It's good yeah, for check, us to think check about. Check into Greta's social media. Yeah. One more thing to love about Sweden, my man, man. We're already huge fans. Exactly, <laughs> and
0: she's from Stockholm. So again, good luck to you. Uh, I should have looked up a word in Swedish that said good luck, and I wish that just I make could make one say, up. <laughs> <"Hirchen Bergensurgen, laughs> and so, says that. <laughs>
1: That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. We still haven't put up the bulletin board in Julie's new place yet. But the good news is, the good news is, (laughs) the good news is, (laughs) the bulletin board is in the back of Julie's SUV. So we get to look at all your faces When we're driving around doing shit for this move And it also reminds us how We hate everyone who doesn't listen To this podcast
0: That's true. <laughs> now we won't hate you if you don't listen to our Patreon podcast but we won't love you as much As the people who do so if you want the Deepest of our love go sign up for Patreon Podcast at www.patreon.com It's only $1 for one episode A week and $2 for two episodes A week and it pays for this stupid Free podcast
1: And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review on iTunes. (sighs) Listen, just go there and hit five (laughs) stars or one star or two stars. So the number of reviews goes up. I mean, we don't care what the stars are. It's just the number when someone looks, when they go, oh, we're like, we're like 17 away from 1,300 reviews. We just need to (laughs) pretend that we have more than 14 listeners. So when we email Andrew Yang's people, they consider coming on for an extra 10 seconds before deleting our email. Right. And you know what Sarah Wybright, she just went on there. She had already left a review. She said I already left a review, but I'm leaving another one. And that's the business. Bitch has now left two reviews. The number went up. It's like it's 14 listeners leaving 1300 reviews. Yeah. <laughs> so we need everyone. We need now we need one more of you to leave 100 more reviews and we'll get to 1400. And as always it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And the feel Feel it Feel
0: that burn I feel the Iran Oh
3: How'd you do I See you've met my Faithful handyman hand. He's just a little broad dying Because when you knocked He thought you were a candy man Don't get strung up By the way I look from transsexual Transylvania, ha <laughs> ha! I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania, <laughs> So come up to the left.